0: Welcome to my Dream Log Cabin Podcast, where we help cabin lovers like you navigate the uncharted waters of building their dream log home. From idea to move in, we cover all aspects of log home design and construction. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to hit that subscribe button. This podcast is sponsored by Caribou Creek Handcrafted Log Homes, handcrafting legacies since 1989. Hey Cabin Lovers, today we are wrapping up this little mini-series on design. If you're just tuning in, you are going to love today's episode because it is a snapshot, a highlight of all of the topics that we've touched on, plus a few more. Now I still encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episodes, of course, because we have so many good topics and all. So for example, how to plan your design to age with you planning your HVAC system, or how about how does land affect design, plus a few more I know you won't want to miss. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe because we are soon going to be moving into discussing logs. Log style, fiber choices, construction methods, and more awesomeness I know you won't want to miss. If you're just getting started designing and planning your dream home, I strongly encourage you to check out our ultimate log home planning guide. This planning guide will walk you through the steps from design and dream all the way through construction with pages pulled right from our design questionnaire, as well as an entire section dedicated to helping you interview contractors and build a team you can trust. The planning guide includes a budget breakdown to help you know exactly what to expect. Then, it goes into detail about log fiber and various log construction methods to help you decide which log package is right for you. Visit cariboucreek.com and get your copy today. Now, if you want a free copy, here's what you need to do. Go to iTunes and leave a review. Then, screenshot the review and tag us on Instagram at Creek. Every new review and share will be entered into the drawing. A review will be chosen on Friday, August 13th. Alright folks, let's dive into today's episode. Hey listen, I'm all for DIY options. And for those of you building a small cabin or that have construction experience, DIY could be the way to go. But for most, it's best to use resources that are available to you because... There will always be aspects to design and construction that you're not aware of and that could turn into more serious things. One example of an expert that often gets overlooked is an interior designer. Often people think interior designers help people create pretty houses by picking out finishes. Although that is part of their service or could be part of their service, there is so much more they can help with, things such as lighting planning electrical, and even helping to make sure your new house will complement how you use space. These are just some of the things that interior designers can do. Many of them have a working understanding of construction and can really add valuable feedback during the design and floor plan phase, which is why I wanted to highlight this industry just for a moment. Last year, I interviewed a local designer out of Coeur d'Alene for our blog, and I'll include the link to the blog post here in the show notes, if you would like to get more of a sense of what she can offer, because she specializes in log homes. Here's the thing, putting the finishing touches on your design layout is really all in the details. Typically knowing how many bedrooms, bathrooms, and square footage comes relatively easy to most people. When you're getting ready to wrap up your log home floor plan design, here are some key questions to ask yourself Do you have enough natural lighting? Log homes are notorious for being dark if they're not designed to incorporate natural light in an efficient way. Understanding lumen output and light layers is an important concept to consider when planning. Remember, with log homes, it is not as easy as traditionally framed homes to add or move electrical after the home is built. We can't stress enough to put a lot of thought into planning this. Will you have enough outlets? Where will you put up seasonal decorations? Imagine how your home will look when decorated and ensure you have the necessary outlets in convenient locations. Also, where will your entertainment stations be located and how will you hide the wires? These are all great questions to ask yourself. Another wonderful question is, do you have ample clearance throughout the home? Funny story, but growing up, my mother's best friend from childhood was a close part of our family. So close, in fact, that I've always referred to her as my aunt. She lives in a beautiful home in Arizona, and after all of us kids grew up, I've only visited her a few times each year. This was still, of course, when I lived in Arizona. Now that I've moved, I see her less, but we still talk. Anyway, I digress. The point is that what I remember most about my aunt's house was that every time I went to visit her... Something had changed, and not just a minor thing, but big things. She would rearrange rooms. She had one time turned her TV nook into a bar room. Um, Another time, then it was a library, and it was just constant changes. Her countertops might be different. It was really exciting every time I visited her to see what kind of new things she had. The point is that when we are designing a home, we may be picturing what our furniture will look like in that space. But we're not necessarily planning for down the road when we want to make a change. That's why the extra added space in the doorways and hallways could be important. This tidbit of information was also mentioned in the podcast episode about designing a floor plan that ages with you. Because as we get older and we end up needing a little bit more room to maneuver around, uh, this extra space that we plan for now could really come in handy. So while we're planning for extra space in some areas, it's also important to consider consolidating space in others. For example, the dining room. Often, people feel compelled to have a common eating space, and then also a more formal dining area. Rather than using two large spaces, consider one decent area and use the added space for alternatives, such as bonus rooms or extra storage space. If you want an informal space for quick meals, a breakfast nook or a bar top countertop is a great option. Sometimes people are thinking they need the extra space for guests and entertaining, but rather than making two individual spaces, consider designing a great room or a patio with enough room to throw in a folding table to accommodate those extra guests. Have you heard of the kitchen work triangle? If not, I recommend Googling it because it will help you design the layout of your kitchen in an efficient way. According to the kitchen triangle rule, each side of the triangle should measure no less than four feet and no more than nine feet. And ideally, the perimeter of the triangle should be no less than 13 feet and no more than 26 feet. Sometimes people think they want a large kitchen or to have things spread out, But studies show that when kitchens are laid out that way, people end up only using half or a section of the kitchen. Having an extra refrigerator or deep freezer out of the triangle is fine, of course, but keeping everything in a uniform layout will come in handy, especially when it's the things you need. Recently, we were discussing this very topic in the office. One of our owners, Darren, was mentioning that each time he has seen a client deviate from this triangle, they have been disappointed. We certainly wouldn't want that to be you, so please take time to research this if you're planning to draw out your kitchen, especially if you spend a lot of time in your kitchen. So while we're on the topic of space... I wanna mention here that it's a very common tendency for people to over-design their house and make it too large, thinking that they need the extra space. Most of the time, it turns out that they wish they would have built the home smaller. So I encourage you to really evaluate your space needs, like as far as your square footage goes. One way to do that is to take a look at the space you're currently living in. And as I mentioned before, ask yourself what things you would do differently and how would you, how would you use the extra space. That's really important. Let's move on to a couple tips about fireplace placement and function. For homes that have multiple fireplaces laid out in the design, one idea is to save money by consolidating the fireplace so that there's only one chimney chute but multiple fireplace outlets. So for example, our Kootenai floor plan does a really good job of this. I can link it in the show notes uh, for sure because it's definitely worth checking out. It's one of our popular floor plans. It has three fireplaces. So one fireplace is in the master bedroom. One is on the adjacent wall in the living room, and then there's one outside also under this nice cozy covered porch for this really beautiful, nice outdoor living space. Let me tell you, I plan on incorporating this kind of a design in my next home, that's for sure. But all the backs of all three of the fireplaces are like in the same triangle they they come to a corner in the home making it really easy for construction i shouldn't say really easy but easier shall we say and less mason work than if they were separate okay Let's talk a little bit about usable living space. Now, this is interesting because we've already talked about space in a few different aspects, but this is something I really want to give you some food for thought, and I want you to be thinking about this in the next couple of days as you go through your home that you're in now. Look at some of the routines that you're already doing in your space and ask yourself, what things would you do differently if you could design the space to suit your needs? So for example, when we move into a home that's already built, we kind of put our stuff and our life into the home because it's there. We make it work, right? But when we get the opportunity to design our home, we have this extra special moment where we can like tweak things to do differently so that we would like it better. An example that I can give you here is when I moved into my log home, I shared that with you in episode one, there was really only one spot that made sense for a coffee pot. And that happens to be right next to the stove, which drives me nutty because every time we cook, all the oils and splatters and whatever things going on with the, with the stove end up on my coffee pot. Now, I don't know about you, but we're pretty serious coffee lovers in my house. Plus, I like to keep things clean. (laughs) So those two things combined make this a, a bit of a nuisance, even though it's just a minor thing. I can't tell you how many times I have thought about moving that coffee pot somewhere else, like to create my own coffee nook. But no matter what I do, I can't bring myself to do it because it would not be convenient. The coffee pot would be too far away from the sink or from the refrigerator where the creamer is, and it just wouldn't work. But I guarantee you, when I design my next home, I will have an amazing coffee bar that is not only cute, but also is super functional. So that's kind of an example of what I'm saying. As you go through your your house now, you you might be taking some things for granted. Like I take it for granted that my coffee pot is next to the stove. But now think about would I do this differently? Where would I put it? How would I like to have it go? This is an opportunity to design the home that fits you and the way you, your lifestyle. On the same vein as routines, let's not forget the laundry room shall we? (laughs) Frankly, I think most laundry rooms and houses seem like an afterthought. Coming from the space of being a mom with four kids who spends an incredible amount of time in that laundry room, there really should be more thought put into these rooms, let me tell you. I've already decided that in my next floor plan, I'm going to have a laundry chute if my laundry room isn't on the same floor as my bedroom. I did a little bit of research before doing this episode, because I was kind of curious, like, whatever did happen to laundry shoots, they seemed so popular back in the day, and there's a lot of various reasons why they might not be as popular today, but there really isn't any regulation or rule that you cannot have one, but what ended up happening is more homes started to get designed with the laundry room on the same floor as the bedrooms, thus eliminating the need altogether of having a laundry shoot, so there's a whole, like, bunny trail I just went down, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the thing about it, though, is this. There are so many things in our routines that we do that, that we can sometimes not be thinking about, as I mentioned before. But I want to share with you a Caribou Creek home that I think they did a wonderful job planning out the laundry room. And it's got some really unique features that I want to demonstrate here for you so that you can um, be thinking about this as you're planning your home. So picture this. there. Uh, first of all, it's an Idaho-based home, and obviously, as you know, a lot of people in Idaho fish and hunt, and and so a utility room or a place to process the wares of hunting and fishing, shall we say, uh, can be something that's important in a lifestyle in a, in a state like Idaho, right? So this laundry room here has a nice stainless steel countertop that goes kind of like the length of a wall and half of another wall, and. It, It's got a nice big sink so that, you know, the game can be processed, the fish can be gutted or whatever's going on. Then it can all be cleaned up really nice. Now the washer and dryer is on the right side with these beautiful cabinets. And there's plenty of room for folding clothes. I just think that's the best part personally. Now, if you're listening to this and you're a hunter, you're probably thinking that the the sink and the room to to take care of your fish is the best part. But now there's even an even better part, okay? For any of you that are dog lovers, this family loved their dogs. So they built a custom walk-in doggy shower in the laundry room. Now, I'm telling you, this was so creative. And what I love about it is they really made this space... Personal, they made it fit their lifestyle, and that's what I'm encouraging you to do, is to take some time and really think about your lifestyle, think about how you use things, and then design your floor plan to fit you. Okay, one last question to think about. When you're designing your floor plan, did you consider outside living areas or enclosed porches? This is, frankly, an area that often gets overlooked. We're so focused on the floor plan itself and the livable square footage that sometimes we forget the outdoor living space as well. And make sure, because that might be your favorite place to hang out. Especially if you're in an area where there's a lot of mosquitoes, you may wanna frame in uh, some of that porch space and make this uh, like a screened porch area. So definitely consider that as well if you haven't already. All right, friends, I hope this episode was helpful in giving you some little things to think about that can make a big difference in how your home turns out. All of us at Caribou Creek, by the way, would love to see your design. So don't be shy. If you've got some pencil sketches or whatever, throw it up on Instagram and tag us at Caribou Creek. We would love to see what your thoughts are. And even better, we would love to help your dream become a reality. Don't forget about the log home planning guide found at CaribouCreek.com. And be sure to enter to win your free copy by leaving a review on iTunes, screenshotting that, and tagging us on Instagram. All right, folks, that's it. Bye for now.